1: welcome to creative principles i'm your host Brock winson in this podcast interview series i'll be speaking with writers directors actors musicians chefs and various other types of creatives as we bridge the gap between creativity and productivity here we'll be discussing the habits routines and lessons that help promote a successful creative life if this is your first time listening make sure to subscribe on soundcloud or itunes 20 weeks follows a young couple navigating their first pregnancy who during a routine scan discover a health condition that could gravely impact their baby which forces them to re-examine their relationship and their future the film is particularly timely as the right to choose is being threatened in today's political climate and currently in the u.s 43 states have enacted abortion restrictions at different stages of pregnancy the film stars anna margaret Hollyman and Amir Arison. In this interview, the writer-director talks about her early interest in journalism, documentaries, and filmmaking. In addition, she talks about drawing on personal experiences, thinking of film imagery and everyday life, fiction versus documentary filmmaking, and how to tackle the gray areas and taboo subjects as a filmmaker.
0: I was always really interested in stories. I was like a very avid reader growing up. And I was also really involved in just like theater and dance and drama and just loved all of that stuff. Um, I started doing a lot of journalistic writing in maybe high school and then college and just kind of continued with that. I majored in English and then got into kind of digital media and video and got my master's degree in documentary filmmaking from UC Berkeley. And from there, I worked in docs a little bit as a researcher, but I was always writing fiction, always taking fiction workshops, and then I started crewing on some independent films, working as a PA in various roles, and um, really just kind of fell in love with the process of it. I thought I wanted to make docs because I really like socially conscious media and media that explores kind of deeper themes and thoughts, but... Um, I was always writing screenplays and writing scripts and experimenting. So crewing crewing on some shoots, I started to really learn a lot and kind of made a short film and then made a couple of shorts and then made a first feature and then this is my second indie feature.
1: So what were those early scripts and projects like? Is is this the first film you've made that's that's so personal like this one?
0: I tend to draw a lot on personal experiences, honestly. I mean my first feature, um, Raspberry Magic was about a young girl who's growing up and her family's falling apart and she thinks that if everything is, you know, she wins the science for everything will be okay. So I tend to use my own life experiences a lot in terms of like just writing and exploring themes and ideas. Um, This one was definitely a very, very personal subject matter and a very hard one to to make a film about. But but because I do this a lot, I, I kind of knew how I wanted to do it.
1: Where did you kind of start? Did you kind of start almost like journaling? Was it almost therapeutic for you, or did you kind of just dive into the screenplay, or how did did it all kind of start to come about?
0: Well, my daughter actually was diagnosed 20 weeks in utero with a serious health issue, and that health issue, you know, we had to be going to doctor's offices every week, and then when she was born, there were surgeries and a lot of doctor's visits, and I mean, I was always thinking about it, like thinking about the imagery and thinking about this, this what was happening and why was this happening? And I was really upset. I didn't really have time to like sit down and write and reflect too much, honestly. And then I think like, as we started to come out of it, I don't know, there was just like a story that had been forming in my mind. And I was like, I got to write this. I got to put this on the page. And there was like, I think I wrote this script over, you know, i had a treatment in the summer and I kept playing with the treatment. And then I wrote the script in the fall. So kind of a, the writing of it was kind of a fast process. It was kind of nice. It was just, I think I'd been thinking about it for so long that it was kind of nice just to get it on the page.
1: You mentioned kind of at first you uh, were interested in making documentaries as a possibility, but you've kind of moved over to fiction since then. Is there kind of a, a safety net or, or some kind of little um, blanket about that as far as, as, because it's a fictional piece that it's, it's a little more freeing to write that way?
0: Yeah, I mean, I like, you know, what what came out of all this for me after going through this is, like, what I, I'm really kind of, I'm really always interested in people's thought process and getting deep with, like, questions of, like, the gray area of, of abortion. You know, it's like we, it's presented in such a black and white way in the press and when you read about it, but when you really get down to it or when it really happens to you, there's so much gray area in the whole situation that you you never would know unless you went through this. Do you know what I mean? And so I I always read a lot of fiction, and I wrote fiction that I didn't really share. But I think I think what's nice is that as a filmmaker, starting out in documentaries gives you a really good way to work with actors. And then, you know, having written a lot of things, it's like I can draw on truth. And truth is so important when you write something that's, even when you write something that's completely fictional, it's like there's truth in that, you know, and I think that that was really helpful for me to have that background.
1: So after you made the film and told your story, I've read that you were embraced by a lot of other women with similar stories. Can you talk a little bit about that experience and what it was like when you started to realize that you weren't the only one experiencing these issues?
0: Yeah, I mean, after things started to go wrong, I mean, I was Googling and looking around and reading, and, you know, I started to read a lot of stories online, but then as we... screened the film out for other people. And as we've gone to festivals, we've just met a lot of people. I mean, I've met a lot of people who've come forward with stories of something that went wrong or where they had to terminate a pregnancy or it's just a really taboo subject matter. And sometimes people will say, I've never told anyone this before, but you know, it's something that happened to me. And I think in a way it's very cathartic for people to talk about it, you know, because like I said, it's just a very taboo subject and something that people don't often
1: want to talk about. Have you done much research into into why it became a political thing? Or was it because of religion, or why did it get to, to such a where it's just a political term almost?
0: That's a good question. I don't I don't really know the answer to that. You know, it's interesting because I was we screened the film in um, Wichita, Kansas, where there was one of the few doctors in the Midwest who prevo- performed late term abortions. His name is Dr. Tiller, and he was actually murdered in church. And you know, a bunch of people came forward and were telling me his story and stuff. and i I thought about it a lot. You know, it's like rather than being a women's health issue, it is a very politicized issue. and just yeah, it boggles my mind a little bit.
1: Have you noticed, I mean, are, are, have you guys kind of chosen certain cities to air the movie based on politics, or is it just are you just trying to get the message out as best you can to everywhere?
0: Yeah, we're just really trying to get for the film to find an audience. I mean, ultimately that's what we want as filmmakers is to find an audience and for people to talk about it. And it's, you know, it's not an easy film for, for an organization to back because, you know, it, it is very honest and it talks about a very difficult subject in a way that I think people aren't used to. And so we just want people to to watch it, you know, and I think that's ultimately what independent cinema is for me. It's about approaching topics and really, creating a conversation.
1: Can you talk a little bit more about um, how you found the producer and the backing for the film? You know, most most directors don't want to compromise their vision, but this story is very specific with the topic. How did you get the movie made without having to uh, make too many changes or or update the tone or something like that?
0: Yeah, I mean, when I wrote it, I I really was conscious that I didn't want to make something that would require a ginormous budget because I wanted to make it this exact way. and. Having been an independent filmmaker and making lots of things, I um, I just you know I made some shorts and made some YouTube material. I sort of have like a filmmaking family of people that I do things with, and the producer Jane Kosick, Jane Kelly Kosick, is someone who I've done a bunch of things with, like shorts, and um, we were looking for a feature to do together. And then the DP also we've shot a bunch of shorts together, so. <clears throat> Jane and I talked about it and we really knew like, you know, this, we can do the hustle of trying to find the right company in Hollywood and all that, but that hustle is just, is very difficult. So we basically went to some private equity investors that we knew knew. There was um, a lady, one of the executive producers Renuka Pulat, had supported another film of mine and she came on board to help and help us raise money. We did some crowdfunding. We, you know, I teach filmmaking at Loyola Marymount university and I was able to like rent gear and equipment for low or uh, low cost or some stuff. So we got a lot of things in kind. We raised some funds through private equity investors and then we crowdfunded a little bit too. A little bit of everything.
1: Well the film's definitely a great starting point to kind of open up this conversation about uh, women's health and these, these gray areas. Um, have you already seen some changes or what are your kind of, what are your plans or hopes as far as the next step to uh, start working on this problem?
0: I hope screen the film as widely as we can, you know? I mean, I think I'm always surprised, like when we do screen it, people are always like surprised that, like, wow, I didn't know what late term abortion was, or I didn't know what the issues around it are, you know? And um, so I do hope we can screen this out for as many people and organizations as possible and generate dialogue. I mean, I think it's a really tough time right now with the Republicans being in power. So
1: there's a line towards the end of the film that, that says the discomfort is temporary. Would you say at least at the end, you kind of feel optimistic about things or is the film optimistic in nature?
0: I think I think it's I think it depends on what you see how you define optimism. You know, I think in a way, it's kind of tragic because their relationship falls apart and they really loved each other. I think it's hopeful because she decides she's gonna do this her way and figure out how to make it happen she acknowledges that it's going to be really hard and really difficult. And I think that that is also tragic. So I think there's so many layers to the ending that I, I don't think it goes in one way or another necessarily.
1: Thank you so much for tuning into the show. Before you leave, don't forget to sign up for the weekly newsletter where you also get free access to the freelancer course, master the freelancer mindset. This system will teach you exactly how to find clients online which includes step one, the psychology of the mindset, step two, how to create a killer profile, and step three, how to find quality clients. This online course is valued at $99. It can be yours for free. In addition to the free course, you'll get access to the ebook, How Hollywood Screenwriters Annihilate Writer's Block. This contains advice from Aaron Sorkin, Carrie Fukunaga, and William Monahan. You can find all of this and more on creativeprinciples.live. Visit the website for new interviews, articles, and the daily blog. That's creativeprinciples.live.